eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Let's move on to wide receiver rankings. We have Cooper Cup at number one, even though he's dealing with an ankle injury. It's a pretty good matchup out of the slot against the Bucks. He did practice in a limited fashion on Thursday, so he uh, he's good to go. He's going to be in my lineup, and I love him this week, regardless of the ankle injury. Yeah, I like Justin Jefferson a lot this week. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to say something about Cooper Cup? Yeah, it's just the Buccaneers defense. You know, earlier this season, I would have said that, you know, this might be a tougher matchup for him, but the Buccaneers defense has been underperforming hugely. So I, I think that this is, even though he has the ankle injury, that might be the difference maker for me. Yeah, no, it's true. And and the Bucks have been pretty vulnerable uh, out of the slot. Like, if I'm looking at the numbers right now, uh, Antoine Winfield lines the slot, and he's a, he's a good player, but the Bucks as a whole, they've been giving up the ninth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. So not great when you're going up against Cooper Cup. Not yeah. great. Um, I like Justin Jefferson a lot this week, as you can tell. I have him here at number two, right? And I have him... I had Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Jalen Waddle, who I have at three, four, and five, respectively. They all have tougher matchups than usual. But Washington's perimeter defense stinks. And Justin, Justin Jefferson is going to be able to take advantage. I, if I had to guess, this is one of those blow-up games for Justin Jefferson. I think he has a higher chance of blowing up than Tyreek Hill, than Stefan Diggs, than Jalen Waddle. And that's the reason I have him here at number two. Right. And you have to think, uh, you just look at it, he's had two relatively quiet games. You know, these past two weeks after going for 30 he's points. Due. And yeah, he's due for it. And you look at his touchdowns. <laughs> he hasn't scored a touchdown since week one, at least in the air. I, I think he's, yeah, he's scored, he hasn't scored a touchdown through the air since week one. Is he that hasn't true? Had a yeah, he hasn't had a single oh, touchdown catch. That. So he's producing despite that. This is the spot Whoa. for him to get right. You know, he is due for some positive touchdown regression, just like A.J. Brown was. Dude, Justin Jefferson's time is now. 
It's gonna how many touchdowns is gonna score today? Four or this week? Four? <laughs> four touchdowns for Justin Jefferson this week. If AJ Brown can have three last week, I think yeah. Justin Jefferson's gonna have four this week. Yeah, that positive regression is coming. So just keep starting him. Don't get disenchanted. Obviously, you wouldn't be anyway. He's been getting it done for you even without the touchdowns. But the serious upside is coming. This is the matchup for it to happen. It's it's Washington. If if, if he has four touchdowns on Sunday, right? He's playing on Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. If he has four touchdowns on Sunday. Then he would. He's going to have six touchdowns through eight games played, which is pretty doable for Justin Jefferson. If you say it like that, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I you think know, you, you don't think it's four. four I don't think four. I'm not necessarily going to project four, but I will say <laughs> he's definitely going over 100 yards receiving. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over 150, and then you know a touchdown or two. I think two touchdowns is very well within his range. Like I said, he is due for that kind of game. Obviously, they just added TJ Hawkinson, so I, I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to be pulling targets away from Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson is Justin Jefferson. But I'm just, I've been, you know, keeping tabs on Justin Jefferson these past few weeks. And like, when is he going to get that touchdown? It has to happen at some point. I think it could be this week. That was really hard to believe when you said that. And I had to look it up. I'm like, right. It, wow. sat, it felt weird saying it because I was like, I looked at the game log. I'm like, this can't be right. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, it has to be right. So I said it. And then you were visibly surprised. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. Like, is that actually not right? But no, <laughs> he did have that one touchdown on the ground uh, a couple weeks ago. So that's why it oh, might not okay. feel like it's been that long. Right. But in terms of receiving touchdowns, he is well overdue. Very interesting. Okay. Um, I have Amon Ross St. Brown at number six. Keep in mind that at the end of the year last year, when he was going off, he was without TJ Hawkinson. He had no, he had, he didn't have a healthy DeAndre Swift. And we're seeing some shades of that right now yeah. with Hawkinson being traded away. And, you know, Amon Ra, like, you know, he was going to do his thing regardless. But without TJ Hawkinson there, like, you got to think he's going to the moon. Yeah. And obviously, we've been high on Amon Ra St. Brown, you know, talking about him. We've had him ranked here, I think, in the top like seven or eight, you know, the past how many weeks every time that he's healthy. Um, we know what he can be. He just hasn't gotten there yet. He's still coming back from the injury, I think. And, you know, it's a Lions offense has been, you know, on a bit of a going through a rough patch these past few weeks. Um, Green Bay is in a very much nicer matchup, but I think that if anyone's going to get it done through the air, it's going to be him, especially with TJ Hawkinson out. Um, uh, well, not out, but he's gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Russ, yeah, I'm on Russ St. Brown. You know, like you said, when he was doing his thing, you said it was without TJ Hawkinson, check. DeAndre Swift was banging up, check. You know, Jared Goff was still quarterback, check, presumably. So I, I think that, you know, Better days are ahead for Amon Ross St. Brown. It just has to happen. He's had to get over that hump because that yeah. injury, I'm not sure if it's still bothering him, but he hasn't been producing the same way. But even even last week, it wasn't a bad performance. So at least no, you have I mean, something to build on. Still had 24%, uh, I'm sorry, 26% target share. Uh, Josh Reynolds also a little bit banged up as well, so keep that in mind. Right. Uh, regardless, you're going to have him in your lineup. A.J. Brown, I, I had him at number seven. Uh, I have Devontae Adams at number eight against Jacksonville, looking for a bounce back from him. He had a, he had the flu last week. You know, it was a good matchup for him. No Marshall Lattimore. He couldn't come through because Derek Carr stinks. And uh, now he's going up against Jacksonville defense, who has been shutting down receivers on their left side. And not saying Adams can be shut down, but just saying last week would have been a nice week to come through. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. More than one. DeAndre point Hopkins, awesome. And what could have been, what could have been, Derek Carr, you stink. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins at nine, you know, a lot tougher of a matchup this week for Hopkins. You know, like like look what he did two weeks ago, right against the Saints without Marshawn Lattimore. Great matchup. The Saints were already giving up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. 
Yeah. Um, and then this past week, like you couldn't ask for a better matchup against Minnesota, especially where he lines up on that left side. And now against the Seattle defense, who has been relatively good against perimeter wide receivers, they've they've been giving up the third least fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. I'm tempering expectation for DeAndre Hopkins this week. I might seem like a DeAndre Hopkins hater. I can totally understand. Like, it, like that might. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a hater. DeAndre Hopkins is actually one of my favorite players in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. I like players like him. Like, like when I saw that Hard Knocks clip, you know, when what well, wasn't even clear. I saw it. I, I saw it when it was on TV. Like yeah. him against uh, De- what was it? D'Angelo Hall? Is that who it was? On the, yeah. uh, was it when the when they were the Redskins still? Yeah. Yeah. D'Angelo Hall. It might have been. I feel like it has to have been. I mean, he's been in the league a while, but and like the you know, he was basically like, yo, like he was messing with him in practice, and he's like, dude, like don't test me right now. He's like, I only fear God, homie. And like it was it was a rap. And then they went one on one. And I think it was D'Angelo Hall. I'm gonna keep saying it, and it might not be the guy. Like somebody in the comments needs to correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, or or confirm that it was D'Angelo Hall. Um, but and then he just like messed up his ankle and he was like out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. like for a while and you know it was just embarrassing so ever yeah. since then he's been my guy yeah. i'm not the andre hopkins hater just want to say that just temper expectations a little bit this week yeah i don't think you're a hater i think the way he's performed you know coming back obviously you know he wasn't injured or anything but the way he's performed he's just you know integrated directly right back into the offense you know and the way he's produced i don't think anybody saw this kind of production coming you know 19 points, 33 points. The target share there, he's been getting 14 targets, 13 targets the past two weeks, you know, double-digit receptions in both games and a touchdown, you know, to boot last week in a good matchup. You know, he's checked every box that you wanted to check coming back that maybe we didn't think it was going to happen this fast. So I think it's – I think he might be due for a little negative regression. You know, obviously 33 points, it looked really good. And he looks like he's going to continue to be a big part of this offense. But like you said, in a matchup like this, it was a little low-scoring last time i don't anticipate that being the case again this time but i think that at some point you know he's gonna have that game where people can be like okay maybe he's not 100 percent, you know the wide receiver one that we want him to be on this offense just yet because the offense has been a little bit shaky at least in arizona and he's been doing it he's been producing despite it being relatively shaky so i i think that i think that it could happen this week that he has a rougher game dk metcalf and tyler lockett from that same game uh, I, I have them at 10 and 11. They're seemingly both like quote unquote healthy. Uh, they both got full practices in. That's great. Um, I love Terry McLaurin this week, by the way. Like I have Mike Evans, by the way, at number 12. I have Keith Higgins at 13. I love Terry McLaurin this week against Minnesota. We saw, you know, we just talked about DeAndre Hopkins against them last week, but the Vikings are giving up the most fantasy points to the left side of the perimeter and the slot over the last four weeks. And that's where Terry runs 75% of his routes from. He's also mm-hmm. gotten 26% and 28% target share in the last two games with Taylor Heineke this year. And Preciser also is predicting Minnesota to lose by eight points in this game, which means they're going to be in a negative game script, which means a lot of passing late in the game, which means a lot of garbage time potential here. Um, and that's what we want to hear. And this is a good time to shout out the sponsor of today's episode, Preciser. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Preciser uses data-driven analytics and algorithms to make game predictions to help you make better bets. Better start set decisions and make better DFS lineups. I'll have the link in the description, but you can check them out at preciser.io slash prediction and make sure to use the code upperhand to get 30% off the first three months of their pro package. That ends up coming out to only $6.99 a month to get all their data. They have a free package as well if you don't want to commit, but make sure you use the code upperhand when you do sign up. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you with me on Terry McLaurin? This is pretty high. Yeah. 14. Well, uh-huh. I, I, I'm much happier with Terry McLaurin in my lineup, you know, with, ter- with not Terry McLaurin, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback than I was with Carson Wentz. Because Carson Wentz, you know, he was distributing the ball, but he wasn't really throwing it Terry McLaurin's way. Taylor Heineke came right back in and he has revived Terry McLaurin. You know what I'm saying? Like he looks like a much better, not necessarily a much better receiver, but in terms of a much better fantasy player with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Because Heineke knows if you have a guy like Terry McLaurin, you throw it to him. You know, you don't just avoid him. You don't throw him the ball. You, you throw it to, to Terry McLaurin. And he looked really good the past two weeks, you know, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. That's really the main difference for me. I think that's what makes him, you know, a, a decent start now. You know, I, I think 14 is a good spot to have him. It might be a little bit high for my taste just yet. I know that, you know, you talked about the Vikings allowing the most points to the slot and on the left side. And um, that's where Terry McLaurin runs his routes. Washington's offense, I'm still a little bit, you know, Larry, this is going to be a test. If Vikings, if the Vikings go up, it might be a negative game script. I, I think the Washington should be able to keep it competitive, though. They might be able to keep the ground game in play. Um, I do ultimately think Minnesota is going to win this game, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer than we think. Um, it's not going to be a complete negative game script where Terry McLaurin is just going to be, you know, running deep routes all day. and Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke is going to be taking shots all day. Yeah, I, I, I and, and that's another reason why I like I like him because Minnesota has been one of the best teams against the run, and like I just I, I don't think Washington's going to be able to establish any sort of run game against them. Uh, they've already been inefficient uh, in the run game this season, so like that's another reason why like I just I just think that they're going to be able to like shut down the run, and then they're going to have to pass the ball. Um, so, is, I, yeah, is Terry McLaurin your start of the week? Would you say? Yes. Yes. Terry McLaurin is. is the start of the week. There you go. All right. There it is. Last time we had a start of the week on here, Amari Cooper put up three. Our first start of the week also. Chris Olave. <laughs> the, by the way, that was your start of the week. Yes, it was. So right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it's the <laughs> upper hand fantasy curse or if it's just my curse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Olave at number 15. And, you know, like this might be a little bit surprising to have McLaurin above Chris Olave this week. Uh, but Baltimore has gotten a lot better against perimeter wide receivers. And Olave has been good. But, here are his target numbers over the last four weeks. Seven, six, 14, seven. Okay, so will this be a game where he sees close to 10 targets or not? You know, will this game be a game will they have to, where they have to claw back? I don't know, right? Like Baltimore is missing a lot of pieces. So this might be a game where, you know, they don't have to necessarily, you know, air it out. And this could be a game where Alvin Kamara gets a, a, a bunch of run. Um, so I'm not really looking at this game as some a game where Chris Olave is going to get 10 plus targets. Um, I love Christian Kirk at 15 against the Raiders this week. Raiders are not good against slot wide receivers. They continually give up points to that position. So Christian Kirk got a bunch of target share last week. I'm with it. Uh, I like Christian Kirk this week. Um, Michael Pittman at 17, Devontae Smith, I had at 18 Michael Pittman, by the way, you know, even though a lot of his targets were short, Michael Pittman still got like. 39% 39% target share <laughs> last week, yeah. which is absolutely ridiculous. So 
Don't worry about him. Start him. This is not necessarily such a bad matchup either. Like the Patriots have allowed some wide receivers to get some points. So it, this isn't too bad for Michael Pittman. There are a lot worse matchups out there. So don't worry about, you know, his low, quote unquote, low output last week. He got the targets. He got the receptions. And that depth of target can increase moving forward. Mm-hmm. The only thing that Michael Pittman has working against him is that, you know, Bill Belichick defenses tend to eat young quarterbacks for breakfast. Um, yeah. We'll see how Sam Ellinger fares. But what I saw from Sam Ellinger, it doesn't look like it's going to be a case where he's going to be totally incompetent. As long as the offense, you know, we'll see if Jonathan Taylor plays. I think that would help them a lot. Give him someone to re- lean on in the run game. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a shutout type of day, even though they did do that to the Lions a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this offense is, you know, they have enough playmakers that they should be able to get things done. Um, between Michael Pittman, you know, Alec Pierce, and now uh, Paris Campbell's kind of come on. So I, I I think that he should be fine. It's going to be another day like we've seen, I think, the past two weeks. I don't like his ceiling too much, Michael Pittman, but I think that he has a nice a nice enough floor as the primary target for Sam Ellinger. I mean, he's a veteran, you know, Sam Ellinger's going to be targeting him pretty much most of, uh, at, a, at a similar clip as he's been. You know, he's been targeting him a lot because, you know, who else is at a target outside of him, you know, with the weapons that they have, they're they're relatively young. So I, I like I like Michael Pittman. Devontae Smith at number 18. That's where I had him. Didn't really come through. But I had him ahead of Chris Godwin. Because Chris Godwin, you know, this might be a little bit of a tough matchup for him, depending on on where um Jalen Ramsey lines up this week. Like, is he gonna line up in the slot against Chris Godwin? Is he gonna line up on the outside against Mike Evans? It could be a little bit of both. We'll see. Uh, but you know, Godwin's efficiency hasn't been amazing. Like he's been getting a lot of targets closer to the line of scrimmage. Right. So, you know, he's taking a little bit of a hit, but he's a great talent and I want him in my lineup. And then I have DJ Moore at number 20 DJ Moore. He has also come along and maybe this might be too low for DJ Moore. However, I'm a little concerned about the matchup this week, but in terms of like what he's been doing, like DJ Moore, over the last two games, what was his? Uh, let's see. I'm looking at. I'm trying to find his target share. He had yeah, thirty percent, if I'm not mistaken. Like it's up there. Like Ten and eleven making, targets. You know, the past eleven targets, and, and not just that. Like catchable targets now. Like that's mm-hmm. the main difference. You know, I don't know if you saw the. I don't know if you saw the video. Who posted this? Oh, it was DraftKings Sportsbook. Tweeted out uh, a picture, uh, a video of um, uh, of Baker May- Mayfield. Uh, like, like you know how they have those like nets that you throw throw the ball into. I saw this one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he just completely misses it. And the <laughs> caption from their Twitter handle was like Baker Mayfield, you know, season is upon us or something like that. And it's just like it's so bad. <laughs> I saw the same thing. I forget where it was. It was like another Baker Mayfield dime. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was so bad, man. But you know what? DJ Moore is a lot more playable now. Tough matchup against Cincinnati, but they did lose Chidobi Ewozier. Uh, uh, to a season-long injury, so you know there is a little bit of hope for more to do his thing. Yeah. All right. Moving on work- to, yeah, go ahead. If he's working against Eli Apple, I like his odds. I agree. And <laughs> by the way, I just want to you know say something about his teammate, somebody that you might have forgotten about. That's Terrace Marshall. Um, yeah. I I'd pick him up if you have a deep league, you have a bench spot. Pick him up this week. Because he was a second-round pick last year. This coaching staff is gone. For whatever reason, they didn't like him. He came through last week in a very good matchup, but he did see a very high target share. And he's a guy who played with Joe Burrow at LSU. He played with Justin Jefferson. He played with 
uh, Jamar Chase, and he still put up numbers. Okay, so like, just keep that in mind. Pick yeah. him up. He's a rookie that I liked a lot going into last year. He had a very good preseason. And for whatever reason, he fell down the pecking order to the point where like this coach just didn't want to play him. All of a sudden, he gets playing time and he starts producing. So, something to keep an eye on. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving forward, Juju Smith-Schuster at number twenty-one. You know, I, I obviously they just traded for Kadarius Tony, but it might take a little bit for Kadarius Tony to you know implement his himself into the offense. They are working him in apparently, but Juju, you know, this is a good matchup against Tennessee. So I'm good starting Juju uh, as a low end wide receiver too this week. Go to Tyler Boyd as well. You know, he didn't have the best game in the world last week, but Carolina has been really, you know, has been great against slot wide receivers. And, you know, don't get too discouraged by what Tyler Boyd did last week. He still caught a touchdown. So it's very possible that we see a much better game for both Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins this week. Yeah, I think that both Bengals receivers are going to be fine. This is a good matchup. Um, we've seen the Bengals offense has kind of been bipolar. You know, this season so far, either they're way on or they're way off. Um, and they still got it done, you know, both Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, you know, with the offense not being as, you know, dialed in as they usually are, as or at least as they had have been, have had been. I don't know if that's how you say it. That is how as, you say it. Yeah, so that's how you say it. But um, <laughs> if they're not as dialed in as they were those two weeks where Joe Burrow was just popping off. But I think that he has a nice enough floor, you know, with Jamar Chase out that he should be, you know, starting regardless of the matchup. Um, this one I think could go a lot more their way, you know, because the the de- the defense was you know torn apart by um, Demir Bird last week. There you go, and Demir Bird, I think if I'm not mistaken, he caught the touchdown, uh, oh, like when he lined up out of the slot. Something yeah. To know. Mm-hmm. Rondell Moore at 23 also lines up out of the slot, and Seattle has been a little bit more vulnerable to slot wide receivers than perimeter wide receivers. So I like him this week. Curtis Samuel, very similar reasons I talked about. Terry McLaurin. That also applies to Curtis Samuel because he runs a lot of his routes, all of his, almost all of his routes out of the slot. And Minnesota has been the worst team against slot wide receivers over the last four weeks. Yeah. So Curtis Samuel, great start this week. Gabriel Davis, you know, the Jets perimeter Jets have been pretty tough against uh, perimeter wide receivers, right? And it's going to be super, super interesting to see Sauce Gardner against Stefan Diggs this week. Uh, he doesn't shadow, he plays on his side, but whenever Stefan Diggs is on that side, it's going to be interesting. DJ Reed on the other side also playing out of his mind this year. So a little bit tougher matchup, but you got to put him in your lineup. You never know. Right? This is Josh Allen, the Bills offense we're talking about. So right. continue to start Gabe Davis. If he gives you, you know, a five-point game, it is what it is. The good thing about Gabe Davis is last year, I mean, last week, guess what? He had a high target share game. Mm-hmm. He did. So, you know, Gabe Davis with a 30% target share game after target shares of 9%, 18%, and 14%. So, that's, that's good to hear. That's yeah. some good news right there. Gabe Davis is just going to live in this 21 to 25 column. Always. Know? That's where he's going to be because that's his floor. And also, his it, it's it's the perfect middle ground between the ceiling and the floor because the floor is way off this list, but the ceiling is at the top of the list. So Yeah. And not his actual fantasy floor because his actual fantasy point floor is zero. Um, yeah. You know, but like in terms of the rankings, yeah, it's going to be right around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason why he's a little bit low, honestly, because he has a tougher matchup, and all the guys above him right here have a good matchup this week. Right. I have Josh Palmer at number twenty-six. You know, no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. Josh Palmer ha- going up against Atlanta. You probably want to have him in your lineup. This is a very good. You know, I'm like, listen, like I, <laughs> I, I, I lost Keenan Allen in the league, and I'm I picked up um, 
with DeAndre Carter, and I'm starting him. Okay, so like that tells yeah. you what you need to know about Josh Bomber. Uh, Adam Somebody Thielen has gets, to catch the ball. Someone got to catch the ball for the for the Chargers. Yeah, someone has to catch the exactly. ball. exactly. And Gerald Everett, you know, I think we have him a little bit higher in rankings this week. We'll, we'll get to him, but he's oh, yeah. kind of the guy that you. I think you should be starting. Definitely. We will. We're going to get into tight end rankings right now. Just going to finish off wide receivers. You know, 27, I have Adam Thielen, followed by Romeo Dubs. Uh, but keep in mind, Alan Lazard might play this week. So if he does, right. then I'm switching Romeo Dubs and Alan Lazard pretty much. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. Uh, Devin du- Duvernay at 29, Jacoby Myers at 30. That's who I'm rolling with there. 